Hello podcaster, it's Charlie here from the business of podcasting and in today's episode I am joined by one of the OGs, a pioneer in the podcasting space, Mr. John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now in this episode we get into some really interesting topics and some things John isn't shy to have an opinion on. So we really get into why his show was successful or why he thinks his show was successful. We talk about how the podcasting industry has changed and if you are new newer to podcasting or starting a podcast today, what you need to do that is very different than what he did. One of the big mistakes I see really often these days is that people try and imitate podcasts that are already massively successful and found their space. So for example, John does a daily show that goes out to an entrepreneur niche, the entire entrepreneur niche. And if you were starting today, if you were to copy that, you would have a much harder time. And John shares his little story about how that came to be and what you really need to look at differently in your show. We next talk about the future of podcasting and where it's headed. And it gives some really good little hints to certain companies that are profoundly going to become big players in the podcasting space. So really, really interesting that uh, John shares a little insight there and he gives a hint that would really tell you who's coming into this space and we all need to really have a look out there for. And then the next part is John shares his favorite marketing strategy for podcasts and where he actually spends his time and focus on growing his own show from there. So all topics, I'm sure as much as you do, I really enjoyed this conversation with John. Now, before we go into this episode, if you haven't already, please make sure you do subscribe to the show and share it with other podcasters. We really want to help people have a really successful podcast and get the best out of their show. Now, let's head into this interview with John. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. John Lee Dumas. Now, I wanted to start this podcast a little bit differently, um, and it's unusual for me to do this, but I wanted to start with a thank you. So something you may not realize is many, many moons ago, before I had started my entrepreneurship journey, I actually used to listen to your podcast every day in the car to and from work, every day, without doubt, and you were actually one of the factors that was like seeing it was possible that made me make the jump. So... um you influenced me unknowingly for, I reckon, about a year. Every day, just chipping away at it, and it had a huge, huge effect. So I want to start with a thank you. I think it's great what you're doing and just what you've done for many, many entrepreneurs. And I want to well, brother, the- first off, let me just say, I received that. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for sharing that because you literally are Jimmy. You are my avatar, the person who I created this show for, who was driving to work every day who needed a podcast every single day to just chip away like you mentioned. So hearing that, man, it makes my heart sing. So thank you. Yeah, I I really understand that that's a lot of the drive and to hear those stories Mm. must light you up and uh, put you on fire, so to speak here. Totally. So we'll get into the questions here. And one of the things I would uh, really like to start with is why do you think your podcast has been so successful? I think it's been so successful for a few reasons. The first one is because it was filling a void that wasn't previously being filled. Meaning back when I launched in 2012, Entrepreneurs on Fire was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was the worst daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was 
the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. I was the only show in town, the only game in town. So if you wanted that, like every single day driving to work, you had to listen to entrepreneurs on fire. And guess what? That was good for me because I wasn't a good podcast host. Like I had to work at it, put in the reps, learn how to interview people, hone my skills. Like all this stuff takes time and it takes time for everybody. Nobody's born a great interviewer or a great singer or a great basketball player or a great football player. Like it all is about putting in the reps, putting in the work to become good at something. And I've now done over 2,600 episodes. So I've honed my skills for eight years now. And that's one of the major reasons why I was able to initially get traction, momentum, and success because I was doing something that nobody else was doing. I was the only game in town. So I became the best as a result because I was the only, and that was a key, key thing for me. And, you know, being very clear on my avatar, my perfect listeners, I kind of mentioned earlier, Jimmy, Jimmy's my perfect listener. And, you know, it's that person that I just always made the show for. I knew what Jimmy needed to hear. And that was the failures of successful entrepreneurs and the lessons they learned the aha moments that they had and how that aha moment was turned into a success. And then of course, you know, what's working for them right now. And then the lightning round questions just really bang, 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 bang. That's what my listener needed. And I mean, you're a living, breathing example of how it worked. Well, just to give you an insight, it was seeing what was possible. I remember sitting there and like, I just didn't realize what existed past maybe going and looking for another job. And you hear these stories of uh, what would be very niche or obscure career paths or entrepreneur paths and you go, maybe I could do that. Maybe that's for me. Um, And hey, that's what podcasts did for me prior to launching Entrepreneurs on Fire. And that's why I became so passionate about the industry and saying, man, this platform, this medium of media can really change people's lives because it's changing my life right now as I'm listening to these, you know, to these interviews and these episodes, like it's fascinating. Which is a perfect segue into my next question here. You've been in the game for quite a while now. You mentioned 2012 and just uh, so many episodes. How have you seen podcasting change in that time? Because I can assure you, I've probably seen a few people that may have, we'll say modeled, but uh, pretty close to replicated some of the ideas <laughs> you may have found. Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So I always um, you know, take it as a flattery that uh, I'm sure it's meant to be. But for me, I mean, looking at the podcasting industry since 2010, which is really when I started listening, and then 12, when I started producing myself and seeing the arc that podcasting has become, it just was, it was unknown back then. Like it just wasn't a medium that most people had heard of. You had to kind of like explain what a podcast was. And then things just started to change, you know, like a a lot of big celebrities and well-known people started launching their own podcasts. You had some really successful podcasts like Serial way back in the day that just like became a must listen for people. And you know, then you start having individuals like myself um, who were not only making a lot of money, but, you know, publishing income reports and showing exactly how we were making money that made people say, wow, this is exciting. Like you can actually make revenue and actually potentially provide, you know, a living for yourself through podcasting. And, you know, hundreds and thousands and, you know, beyond that people have been able to do just that. Um, by delivering real value to people out there that need it. You know, there's always going to be that next Jimmy who's in a car right now listening to us 
there's going to be one in 2030. There'll be one in 2070. Like it never ends. Like there's always going to be people at different stages in their journey. And so podcasting just kind of went from this, you know, unknown kind of minor platform to, you know, frankly, one of the bigger platforms out there now. And, you know, just a major player in the overall broadcasting and really just overall media space. Absolutely. And I'm curious to dig deeper into that because you mentioned before that, you know, you were the best and worst daily show at the beginning of the journey. And there is just so much uh, going on in the podcasting space today. How would you approach things differently if you were starting your podcast today? If I was launching a podcast today, I would not be able to launch a broad, vague daily podcast that just interviewed entrepreneurs about their story. I would have to launch a very niche specific podcast that is solving one single problem for a set of listeners. Like for instance, I was on a show earlier today where three years ago, a woman came up to me and she's like, John, I'm going to launch a podcast. I'm going to like interview entrepreneurs and talk about their journey. Like, what do you think? Like da, da, da. And I'm like, well, there's hundreds, if not thousands of shows out there that are doing that right now. I go, tell me a little bit more about yourself. And she was like, well, you know, I have two sons. They're both blind. And I, you know, I really have challenges and struggles with that. And I'm like, why would you not do a podcast around that? I mean, that's what you're living every single day. I mean, you love your sons, they're your passion, your life. They're blind. There's other people that struggle, of course, with, you know, knowing somebody who's blind or being blind themselves. And I'll make the story, the long story fairly short, but essentially she went all in on that niche. And she just presented yesterday in front of 10,000 virtual attendees at the Global Blind Conference um, that's, you know, where she was looked at as the leader of her niche in that industry because of what she's built over the last three years now, all because I said, like, you've got to be solving a specific problem. And your vague, broad podcast about interviewing entrepreneurs isn't doing that. So really cutting through by niching down, it's something I see commonly and by the sounds of it, you do as well, is that there's a resistance to niching like, oh, we might alienate too many people or not enough people would be in this space. But to your point, I never would have even considered uh, blind as a niche, but completely would be. It's a massive thing across the world and these people need information and help, especially uh, auditory, like that makes complete sense. Now, I wanted to ask you there as well, Across this time, uh, the internet, since you've been podcasting, the internet has changed rapidly. It really has. And how we use the internet has changed rapidly uh, with podcasting and promotion and marketing. And I wanted to know from your point of view, how have you or what marketing channels have you used and how have they changed across this time? And even more to the point, what do you see as the most important marketing avenues for your podcast today? I mean, I say the biggest thing that come around in the past couple of years for podcasting has really been Spotify. I mean, Spotify was just a music listening app for the longest time with a huge base and, you know, a really big international presence. And they just made the decision, you know, let's, hey, let's, let's do a little beta test with, with, with some podcasts. And I actually remember um, being contacted by them and being one of their like first 10 podcasts they brought on the platform. And, you know, just really being excited that Spotify was even considering doing something like that. And then, you know, the results came back and they were just like blown away by like, wow, like when people press play on a podcast, like they're listening, like they're in the actual 
like voices that are coming. They're they're like consuming the stories and they're listening to the content where, you know, you have music playing in the background and you're not really paying attention. And then, then like an ad comes on and like you're just kind of not, you know, focused in any way. So it just kind of comes and goes. And Spotify is like, we can double down on this. And they did. And, you know, they've bought, you know, other podcasting companies. They just signed a hundred million dollar exclusive deal with Joe Rogan. Like they're dropping big bucks in it and they're going all in on the podcasting space. And so I've definitely seen that as kind of been something that's really been shifting over the years as far as like who the big players are in this space. Because for a while, you know, for three or four years, it was just Apple, you know, it was just Apple podcast. Like it was just iTunes was how you listen to podcasts and like there wasn't much else. Um, and that's changed now. And it's really exciting to say. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And uh, to digress a little bit into that, do you think Spotify will be the future of podcasting? Is that where the mecca of podcasts is going to exist? I think that they will carve out a very large piece of the pie. I think there's always going to be other players. I think that Apple is not going anywhere. I think that Pandora is going to start making a push. You know, they've kind of flirted with it a little bit, but have never gone all in like Spotify. But I think they'll be doing something along those lines. I, um, I'm actually not, you know, supposed to be saying because I'm in this new beta as well. But, you know, uh, if, if you have if you have a cardboard package at your front door right now, um, it's probably from a certain company and that company is uh, getting into podcasting as well. So watch out because they're huge. So there's like a lot of uh, people that are looking to get in this game. So I see Spotify as potentially becoming the biggest slice of the pie because of their focus. But um, I think there's going to be a lot of players in the game. Oh, it's an exciting time. It really, really is. Now, looking deeper into the future of podcasting, uh, there's a couple of things I'm curious about here. and we'll, we'll dig into a few, but do you think video podcasts are going to grow and that's going to be a bigger part of the industry or do you think it will remain mostly auditory? I think it's going to remain mostly auditory because what's the value of seeing two talking heads? Like very little. There's really no value to it. Like them seeing my face and your face right now, it's not really adding a lot to the value. In fact, it could be in some ways taking away because they're now having to sit there and watch this screen. Um, whereas the value of podcasting, in my opinion, and you know what I've seen over the years is people love the multitask opportunity that it provides. Like while you were driving in your car, you know, while people are at the gym working out, when they're walking their dog, folding laundry, doing dishes, like podcasting is entertainment for you during those times. And that's really valuable for a lot of people. And so I don't think there's anything wrong doing a video podcast because people could just listen to it as well. They don't need to be actually staring at the screen, hearing our voices. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with doing video, but you know, in my mind, like it's just like the value of the podcast is the fact that it's on the go. It's, um, you know, it's, you can listen to it as you're doing other things. And it's a very intimate form of that voice connection. That's such an interesting answer. See, for, for me personally, why we do video is actually marketing. Like we pull little clips and make ads with them. And it's actually our biggest driver of um, traffic to the show for auditory. Just to back that up, we still have most of our listeners on audio. All right. So to that point, like I just mentioned my favorite marketing channel. What's the way you like to promote your podcast? What's your favorite marketing channel? By being on other podcasts. Like- it's hard for people to understand this simple concept of 
podcast listeners listen to podcasts, which is why I spend one day every month being a guest on 20 other podcasts. You are the 17th of 20 episodes that I'm being a guest on today because guess what? Your listeners are converted. They're listening to podcasts. I am converting the converted. What am I converting them to? Well, I'm hoping to become one of the seven podcasts that they listen to because your average podcast listener listens to seven podcasts. I hope I become one of their seven. And because I am focusing on getting my voice, my message, and adding value to other podcast listeners who already have podcasts as part of their day-to-day, they've already carved out a piece of time in their day to listen to podcasts. They already have the app. They already know they like the platform. I'm converting the converted. Like it's a much easier sell than for me to like go onto Facebook and be like, hey, I know you want to hear like what stupid thing Donald Trump said today, but why don't you get off this platform, come over, download a podcast app, listen to my show about a topic that you may or may not be interested in. I don't need to do that. Like I can focus on where podcast listeners currently are. I'd almost say that's your superpower, the daily show and then uh, 20 guest appearances in a day. You've, you've got the uh, focus nailed there. All right, John, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, yeah. spending and being one of your 20 for the day. I think many of our audience will find these insights incredibly powerful. So big, big thank you to you. And thank you, as I said before, for the uh, what you did, especially. the I, was, I will say you were one of the OGs, one of the people that's made the industry what it is today. Well, I appreciate the kind words. Again, thank you for having me on the show. Hope all your listeners enjoyed this content and uh, I'll catch you all on the flip side.